Let's celebrate this month. Let's celebrate this week. Welcome to the Big Weekly Blend Podcast, the companion to our Big Weekly Blend magazine. Hey, everyone, we have so much fun on these big weekly blend shows. You never know where the conversation is going to go. We always have a plan. It always includes uh, talking about the holidays of the week, the holidays of the month. Uh, Food and music and travel uh, is always part of it. And definitely today, um, we are going to be celebrating the holidays between December 17th and 24. But, you know, we're going to we always just go further than that because we can do what we want. Uh, we have awesome, awesome guests joining us today. All four guests are Big Blend Radio guests. Uh, you've heard them on shows before, and you're going to hear um, them on many more shows. And they all have one thing in, tra- uh, in common, and it's travel. It's a big deal. All of them travel. They're travel writers. Some are authors. And um, I'm going to start off with Linda Ballou. Uh, Linda is based out of Southern California. She is known as a lost angel in that she lives in the city of angels and she loves to wander and travel. She is an author and she's a travel writer. You can go to her website for a book, lindabaloo.author.com. And I should say book with an S because she's got many books, novels, and nonfiction. You can also go to her website, lostangeladventures.com. And she also has a podcast with us here on Big Blend Radio, mm-hmm. Lost Angel Adventures. And you can listen to that every third Wednesday at high noon. So welcome back, Linda. How are you? I'm great, Lisa. Glad to be here. There's a lot to introduce you. Yeah, it's going to be hard. I'll be tongue-tied through everybody. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's been fun starting off your podcast. I think we're going to go into the fourth one. And yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it because it allows me to relive some of my greatest adventures. Uh, You know, I get to pick one story out of I have three travel collections and I pick one story out of my travel collections and elaborate on what was so important about it why I had to write about it you know sort of the the behinds of the scenes of the of the particular story and incident uh, and why it was important to me so it's really been fun for me to relive the one we just did was um, falling in the footsteps of John Muir Mm. where I uh, fell down and uh, broke a rib and had to be helicoptered out. Now, that doesn't sound like a fun experience, but it, it was actually one of my most beautiful and memorable travel experiences, a horseback ride up in the high Sierras, which I can't do now. You know, I'm older now. So I really am enjoying reliving my adventures. That's awesome. It's awesome. And we're having fun doing it, too, and, and listening to the adventures and reading um, about them. The Cowgirl uh, Jumped Over the Moon was the latest book I read of yours, and I had a ball reading, and I actually took an afternoon off, you know? Yeah, so. I'm glad. I'm so glad, you know, I mean, because that story uh, really makes me smile inside. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. So everyone stay tuned again. Uh, the third uh, Wednesday of every month, Linda is on the show. I want to move on. Uh, we're going to go. We're going to go from LA. Uh, we're going to go to South Carolina to hang out with Joe Clark. Now, Joe has been on our show a couple times and also written uh, the last time uh, her articles on the Yadkin Valley in North Carolina, which has an amazing wine. It's amazing wine region that Nancy and I need to now go to and explore. Uh, Joe has some great history, including moonshiners, I believe. Um, 
Isn't that right, Joe? But welcome back uh, to the show. Uh, yeah, and we've talked about. Don't tell everything. I know, but every time I talk with Joe, she gives me some little tidbit of like fascinating family history that I'm like, Joe, you know. But uh, I want to give everyone your websites. Uh, she's the editor of uh, RecipesTravelCulture.com, so check that out. A lot of her stories are in there, and also HaveGlassWillTravel.com. And that's really true about Joe. <laughs> just saying. Last yes, time I sat with her, she had a giant wine glass. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to come hang out with you. But uh, it's, good to, it's good to have you back here and uh, chatting about what is to come for this year and last year. Because last year, you went all over the place. Uh, Portugal, the Azores, ended up in a uh, hospital with an eye injury. And so you're working through that, but still going because... If you have a glass, you're still traveling, even if it's a <laughs> hospital bed. <laughs> I've seen too many of those this year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, 2024 will get better, so we know it will. But welcome back. Welcome back. Thank um, you. And Kathleen Walls. Kathleen is in Florida, so we're, we're hanging out in the south. Kathleen is from New Orleans, as you'll hear in her voice. And uh, she is also... <laughs> She's a writer. She's a fiction and nonfiction writer. She writes writes about ghosts. She writes about destinations, crime, and music. Right, Kathleen? You've got another book right. coming out. A little of everything. Yeah. The music well, has welcome. been the absorption lately. I've, I've been really, the travel and the music have blended together so much. Oh, well, I think, well, that happens everywhere you go. And then once you start digging, do you think it's because you write about history, too, that, um, I love history and the history and music blend, of course, the history, the music reflects the history or maybe vice versa, because they, they, music of different times will tell a different history, of course, of our Mm. country. Right. When, when does your music book come out about American music? It's going to come out in February. It's finished now. I'm sending it out to people because I'm talking about museums like Cleveland, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Bristol, Birthplace oh, Country, yeah. of course, Nashville and all the music. And I'm sending it to the CBB people there, you know, to see if I've made any errors because it's so easy. You know, this, you pick up information and you think it's correct and sometimes it isn't. So I'm, ah. I'm double checking that way after having double-checked other ways. But mm-hmm. most of my travels have been related to music lately, which has worked out real well. You know we love that. And I want to give out your websites for everyone as well. Uh, you can keep up with Katie's uh, actual writing work, her books. Go to katywalls.com. That's K-A-T-Y walls.com. And then for her writing about going across the country, uh, go to americanroads.net. And um, I want to move on to uh, Jamie Edwards. Jamie Edwards is a travel writer and an amazing photographer and world traveler. You can go to IamLostAndFound.com. So welcome back, Jamie. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. And lovely to be in such good company with such accomplished women. So thank you. We were just in the South, right? And so they're a little warmer. Tell us about the weather outside your door. Because you're up in the east, northeast. We are in Washington D.C. and we've had a spectacular fall, but today's a uh, today's pretty rainy. But I can't complain. The weather's been great. Hey, well, that's good. That's good. So I think we've got everything covered today. Um, Nancy and I are in Lubbock, and as this airs, we'll be arriving in 
Eugene, Oregon. So who knows? We might have snow on the car. We might have rain. Who knows what we're going to have? You never know when you travel, right? So let's talk about travel this year. Um, I know all of you have been on some incredible adventures. Uh, let's start with you, Jamie. What was this year like, 2023? This was a great year. Uh, I started out the year with my family in Nicaragua at an eco lodge, which was pretty exciting uh, with the howler monkeys, the spider monkeys, and a lot of uh, outdoor activities. And then throughout the year, also ended up in Costa Rica with some friends, uh, Vermont and Vienna to visit my daughter who was on a gap year and we met up there. But I think perhaps my, the most exciting part of my year was Antarctica in January. That was the highlight, oh. highlight of this year for sure. I'm a little tired now, yeah. <laughs> but excited about that. I, I want to go to Linda because Linda Ballou, I, I think you've been to some of the areas that Jamie uh, mentioned there, maybe. Well, I've been to, to well, I've been to Costa Rica, uh, which I really loved. But um, I'm going to go back again, actually, in 2024. Um, I went with um, a company called. Uh, let's see, was a, a young company um, for 25 to 35 year olds when I went to Costa Rica the first time, and so it was really fast moving. You know, we did you know a lot of hiking and. Uh, we went on the Bacari River, which was absolutely fabulous. And, uh, you know, it was very adventuresome, fun. We camped out in tents on the beach. It was all wonderful. But this go-around, I'm older, so I want, I'm want i going to go with Overseas Adventure Travel, mm. which is a company that caters to over 55. So um, it'll be much more, a much slower pace. There will be some river cruising and hiking. But then I'm going to go on my own to uh, Cavado, which is the Oso Peninsula, which is the wildest part of Costa Rica that is not included in the tours because there's only a couple of ecologists there and very limited ability. You have to fly in or I think you can take a boat. Anyway, I'm, uh, you know, for the last year, I had some health issues that didn't allow me to travel as much as I would have liked. Uh, but I did make it to Kauai, which was a very sentimental journey for me because I lived on the North Shore of Kauai in 1978 when I was 28. And you, you hanged know, so, out. You, you. I was going to say hanged out. Hung out at the Taylor Camp, didn't you? Tell everyone about when that. When I was 28, yes, the Taylor <laughs> Camp was in full swing, and um, it was a notorious place in the islands. The islands that the North Shore of Kauai at that time was kind of a a backwater. And it was inhabited by a lot of marginal types. <laughs> but it was really great fun, and there was hardly anybody there. And um, during that time period, I hiked the Kalalau Trail many times up to the, to the waterfall. But now you have, it's, you have to get a permit. It's a, a park now, and it's, it's overcrowded. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, the island is, uh, has been rushed. And particularly now after the fires in Maui, I got, I was there a week before the fires in Maui, luckily. So, uh, but, you know, it's really, I won't say it's over-touristed because it's very well organized and there's a lot of outdoor adventure opportunities there. And it's still my favorite island, but uh, precious memories and being there was very special for me. I, I love that you went there and uh, I know we're going to be talking about Hawaii in the future with Joe, right? Are you going to go to Hawaii? Is that going to happen? 
do you think this um, year? Well, this year, uh, we had rescheduled well, that trip from November to December 30th and kind of got some wires crossed as far as um, timing and didn't get confirmation. So I'm not sure that's going to happen before February now. I may have to push it off. Um, hmm. it really disappointed. I was disappointed that we had engine problems and we were not able to go. Which island, which island are you going to? Uh, a bunch of them. It's a small uh, cruise, and so it's going to go in between, and it uh, can go right up and, and hug the shore. Is um, it the uncruise? Because I did the uncruise. Oh, that yes. is such a fabulous trip. That is the most wonderful way to see the islands. Oh, wow. I can't tell you how much I love that trip. When did you do it? Well, it was when the whales were running, so it must have been like in the winter time. Um, recently, yeah, not I haven't didn't do it recently, but the whales always run in the winter, and when you're on the boat, you they're you know they're spy hopping all around you, and they have babies, and it's quite dramatic uh, the whale run, and then they put you in a zodiac and let you go down the, the coast in a small boat, and you get to snorkel. Beneath the Captain Cook Monument, which is the best snorkeling spot in the entire islands. It's just incredible. And there's like a zillion little spinner dolphins popping all around. It is a great trip. Absolutely fabulous. Joe, you're going to have a good I know what it was. It was 2008 because it was recession. And they, they contacted me and asked me if I wanted to go. And I hadn't remembered querying them. It was like I was broke. You know, it was 2008. <laughs> So He's went, like, I'm off I go. Went, off wow, I go. you know, I've got an angel on my shoulder here. I'm going. <laughs> it was great. Cool. Joe, what are some of the highlights from this year for you? I know Yadkin Valley you had a good time, but you're always somewhere with a wine glass. Yeah, Yadkin Valley was great. Um, went up through the Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia. Um, lots of good wineries up there. Um Went through Radford and Roanoke and Rocky Mount and just made a, a loop there. Roanoke has got fantastic places to eat. Um, and so does Rocky Mount. It's a lot smaller and kind of off to the side and people don't know about Rocky Mount, but it's a great little town. Um, mm. spent some time in Radford where I went to, uh, my master's is from Radford University. So it was old home week going back there and I went to a, my favorite Italian restaurant shout out to Sal's and uh, it had improved usually you go back somewhere 30 years later and you're afraid to even go back you think well it's probably closed it won't be like I remember it won't be as good it was even better um, wow Audrey was impressed my, my friend that travels with me a lot was with me and uh, it, it was a lot of fun being in Radford um, they have built a big new hotel right across from the campus that has uh, just top quality dining. Um, a lot of fun there. And then I've been through, um, and I guess I was in Florida in January and again in about March last spring uh, on two different trips. Been to um, Canada. To yeah. Vancouver and then down the coast yeah. of uh, California from Vancouver, we took a cruise down the coast for the IFTWA conference. So we had a, a week cruise there and a couple of 
small press trips where we visited um, Buena Park and Pacifica and the Bay mm. area. Um, then let's see what else. Oh, and then, of the course, as you said, the Azores in September. Yeah. I was in the Azores for a week, which is where I had the um, detached rat nun got to tour the hospital in the Azores. <laughs> And test their English ability and my typing ability because I had a, I had my app open to type my, um, questions and my, my answers to their questions and convert it into Portuguese. Um, wow. Yeah. What else? That's it. That's, that's pretty good. I mean, I think the Azores too. That's good coffee. I'm always looking, I'm always chasing coffee. Good coffee and good wine go hand yeah, in hand. Yeah, we went, to, a, we went to two different places that grew coffee in the Azores. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, and I know Linda's, I, I know she's had some of those experiences, but I got to go to Katie. You've been all over this year too. I mean, with your book, especially, I know Bristol and. Bristol, uh, yeah. right. There's been so much. And lately, of course, I've been focusing so much on music. And Bristol was really interesting because it's not, it's Bristol, Tennessee, and it's Bristol, Virginia. So you're you when you're in the middle of the street, one foot's in Virginia and one foot's in Tennessee, and then from there, of course, we did the tour of the cradle of music of uh, the cradle birthplace of American of uh, country music, and it really so much began there with the Bristol sessions, and then we went to uh, Carter's Fold, Family Fold, which I had been to once before with the Heart of Appalachia tour. But it was a whole, you know, just different bands, a whole different experience. And it's, it's such a nice place because it's, it's tiny. It's not fancy. You know, you're used to going to a concert, like a Willie Nelson concert in the St. Augustine Amphitheater, thousands of people. And this is just a small little venue and everybody from kids, one of the band members was playing and she had brought her little dog with a cute little thing and a, the dog's name was Minnie Pearl, of course. And she took the dog up on when she'd go dance and she was dancing either by herself or with somebody. She had her little dog up there with her dancing and little kids were dancing. And, you know, you didn't even need a partner. Just it was just it was so communal. And then on the other end of it, I got back to Dollywood, which I had been to in the past again, too. Oh, cool. And that was kind of exciting because that was our last trip. And we were going there. It was like four o'clock. We pull in the lot. And we were going to meet the CBB, a PR person. And all of a sudden, there's this fire going nearby. So they shut down Dollywood for a while. We just about get back to the hotel and then they reopened it. So we ended up getting back in there again. Okay. But it was a little bit scary. And we, of course, got through that, you know, some of the mountains in the Smoky Mountain National Park. It's interesting talking about this with you all because it seems like there's always an incident somewhere on travel. Joe, you've got yeah. you know, an eye emergency, and this is why travel insurance is a good idea. Yes. Um, it's good even, you know, now, you know, even if you're traveling on, on ground, and, and Linda, we were talking about that on your show earlier, because right. even uh, on the John Muir Trail, you, you got injured on that, and um, things can happen on the road. Jamie, has that happened to you where you're like, oh, Holy cow, I'm watching my yeah. language right now. It's got to be adaptable because you don't yeah. know what can happen. Yeah, because things happen, right? 
I have yet to, I have yet to, um, knock on wood, uh, need anything while on the road, but, uh, (laughs) you're lucky so far, so far, but I think that travel insurance is a must. And a lot of places I've been to recently, especially a place like Antarctica, or if you do go to Africa on safari, require it, uh, anyway. So it, 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 but it is really a must for almost all travel now, I think. Yeah. Oh, and even just a change in your ticket because of my eye, I needed to get home earlier in the day. And by changing a 1230 flight back to a 530 a.m. flight, I had a three hundred and fifty eight dollar charge and insurance covered that. Good. Well, I want to interject that that domestically, you know, a lot of people feel when they're traveling in the U.S. that they're they're good. Right. Uh, because there's always help available. But I uh, really recommend getting emergency uh, medical evacuation insurance. You don't have to buy a whole policy. You can buy it separately for about $75. So that, you know, okay, you're traveling in the U.S., but like when I was I had to be airlifted out of the high Sierras, there were two helicopters circling overhead trying to land, and they couldn't, and so... Uh, they can, finally, one of the helicopters was able to land and they uh, carried me out on a stretcher for, oh, a block or so, right? This cost money. And um, so when I was laying on the helicopter floor looking up at the pilot, I said, uh, gee, I hate to be grass, but how much is this going to cost? <laughs> and he said, your lucky day. And I went, really? <laughs> feel that lucky today he won the bonus round at the casino <laughs> but he said yeah really he said we were, we're the military we were in fresno and we were just shooting you know just having playing cards this one's on us uh he said but if the sheriff had picked you up it would have cost you thousands wow. and so i learned the hard way that you know i mean actually i was lucky it was mm-hmm. you know that they didn't charge me but from now on, even when I'm in the U.S., especially like when I go hiking in places like Colorado where you can get altitude sickness and all of it, you know, I, I really think uh, we, we feel that we're safe in the U.S. and we are, relatively speaking. But, you know, it's only 75 bucks. And, you, you know, you've been sure. You're on a stretcher and you had guys carrying you for a mile on a stretcher. I think that's pretty epic and had helicopters come out. I mean, if you're going to have an accident, you might as well go big. Yeah, you might as well have a good one. You get know, the, luckily, get that, the burly that, men. I want the burly boys to come out and get me. I want my firemen. I want the burly boys. I uh, want the calendar style. Like you that know, that was I mean? my only really serious incident uh, while traveling. Uh, that's but awesome. Lisa wants Mister February to pick her up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, actually, January through <laughs> December is okay if they're good. You know, but oh, come on, it's it, you should have fun. I, we got rescued. This is not a rescue story, but it was in Saguaro National Park, and we were about to get back on the road with our tour, and we'd taken a break for a couple of years um, in Tucson, and we we were having our typical champagne after a hike in a Ramada, Nancy and I, and this is hysterical. So there's this favorite Ramada we have in Saguaro National Park where you look over a valley of saguaro cactus. It's gorgeous and it's the best place to film birds because they there's verdans and gila woodpeckers and, uh, you know, just, oh my gosh, thrashers, you name it. Anyway, 
So we were having our little champagne picnic, thinking all's good. And I went out because the sun was starting to come down. And a rattlesnake went over my hiking boot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, Nancy, check this rattlesnake wow. out. Like, literally. like, in, uh, And I'd already, in that same spot, had another, uh, it was like a black rattlesnake. They have these black diamond uh, Arizona pit vipers. And I'd almost got nailed there like a couple years ago. And I'm like, oh, look. Well, he went under the Ramada. Because these are these old uh, CC kind of brick style Ramadas. Um, I went under there. And in Africa, we used to walk with walking sticks and hit the ground so they knew vibration-wise to move on. Well, <laughs> you don't do that inside a Ramada. The snake went under the Ramada, came out into the Ramada. And then we're like, holy cow. So we had to jump out of the Ramada window. But Nancy <laughs> wouldn't finish, She wouldn't go until she finished her champagne. <laughs> wow, like, priority. Like, that's, that's no. dedication. This is, this is your style, Joe. You and Nancy would be very dangerous yeah. together. Yeah, we have our like, priorities. But she was actually also protecting me because she was like, no, you know, because this snake is coming up. He's going to strike because we're obviously in the nest area. So we get out, get out the window. But she also made me pick up the gear right in front of the snake. Like It's crazy off the table. So I don't know. Somehow, I mean, we're, we lived in Africa. We, we, been through a lot of snake and and you you learn to read animals and we're not stupid but we got out and we went down the hill and nancy first thing she says there's going to be a second one there's always two lo and behold there was a second one and unfortunately somebody had driven over it's a popular little spot and a couple comes up and the guy we said don't go up there there's a snake he's riled up don't what does he do? I'm Mr. You know he's not a February dude not at all he's not allowed on the calendar um but that dude came running down the hill very quickly, which we thought was amusing. Well, I get him to go in the car and start the car, and the battery had died. <laughs> so go figure, right? So I'm laughing. And we're not far from home, really. Um, but we are in the middle of the park. And so, of course, cell phone reception's weird. But somehow I finally get to an office. And lo and behold, and I'm not kidding you, here comes the park ranger, the park police, Right. But he had just got on to shift, and I swear to God, it, this is the February calendar, Joe. He comes <laughs> riding in in the park police car, the big SUV, beautifully cleaned, not looking like my car. He gets out, and he is like the dude, the finest dude ever. And I'm <laughs> like, no way. And we're like, hi, our battery won't start. And he's like, would you like me to jumpstart it for you? I'm like, please. <laughs> And he did. And then he went up and got the snake and relocated and whatever. They they do relocate. They do go back home to their spot again. So I know that snake's always going to be there, that family. But um, And then we drove off into the sunset. True story. It was fun. <laughs> but but um, you know those incidences. And it's you. we got so comfortable knowing that spot. And that's one of those examples of being aware when you travel. But we are here for the holidays. So we want to talk about holidays. Anybody have a holiday memory or destination that they want to share? I don't know. Jamie, you're in D.C. That's got to be all decked out, right? It is. It is. D.C. is great for the holidays. Uh, It's a beautiful city, and uh, it's all done up beautifully. But when we were talking earlier off camera about uh, conjuring up some of our best destinations for the holidays, I was reminded of 
this past uh, two New Year's ago, where our family went to Finland uh, in the in the winter over New Year, where we were ha- having about 22 hours of darkness a day. And it was one of the most fun New Year's. We were in a lodge that was way up in Finnish Lapland and we were, uh, went sledding and tobogganing and we were, it was about 17 degrees below zero, but with enough, uh, mulled wine and spirits, nobody, nobody was cold. And it, we played parlor games and it was this very small lodge of people from all over the world, many of whom couldn't communicate because they spoke such all different languages. Yet we all just had the best time coming together at this, uh, at this one little, uh, lodge and it was a husky farm. And thank you for bringing, for making me think of my past, uh, holiday memories, uh, cause that was a really great one for our family. Yeah. Linda, this was your idea. What, what was yours? Well, it's really fun that her, her experience is really quite similar to mine. Wow. I'm from Alaska and my father was um, very ill and he had a cabin up in what we call the pass. And it was just on the border of Canada and, and the U S and uh, deep snow. I mean, you know, mountains of snow and he had a fish house there on the ice pond and he, he didn't want to come into town. So we all went there and there was a lodge a small lodge and there was very few people there, some Canadians. And so we spent the day, my mom had a snowmobile and my brother had a snowmobile. So his wife was on the back and I was on the back of mom. And we went snowmobiling through this magical snow glistening trees, all these Mm -hmm. formations. I felt like I was on Mars or, you know, someplace very phantasmagorical. And then we uh, did wheelies around the ice lake. (laughs) And then came back to the lodge, you know, after really an incredible day and um, after dinner and so forth and a couple of drinks and everything, we decided to go outside and it was like 25 below. So the sky was like crackling, you know, and the stars were brilliant. But the most amazing thing was that we saw the Northern Lights. No way. We We had the Northern Lights for Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> no way did santa come through with it was, a, know, gift that that was, that was <laughs> a gift from my father that's amazing that's amazing we tried to see them this year when we were in wisconsin they were coming through but then it got cloudy but the barometric pressure literally made me throw up i was like it was so <laughs> tight in the air and the midwest does that it, the, i get such headaches up there from the pressure but we were so close. I'm so glad you got to experience that. That's got to be magic on Christmas. You know, it was. You can't, you, that you can't beat that. Man. And Joe, what about you? What's a great Christmas memory for you? Moonshine? Probably, probably <laughs> a, huh? I said moonshine. <laughs> Who's making moonshine? No, um, probably about 20 years ago, we were, took a 10 day cruise uh, in Hawaii and because of the length of the cruise and the registry of the ship, we had to leave the country. So we went from Hawaii to the Gilbert Islands, the Caribbean or the Gilbert Islands on Christmas Eve. 
but we crossed the international date line. So it was Christmas Day. So Daryl brought me an amethyst necklace and I had a present on Christmas Day in the Gilbert Islands. Then we went back to the ship that night and the next morning we got up and it was Christmas morning. So I got the matching bracelet. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was a special memory for me. It still is. Well done. That was that you, you know how to play your cards right. (laughs) Yeah. Two Christmases. You can't beat it. (laughs) I like that. I like that. What about you, Katie? Well, I can't beat two Christmases or Northern Lights. But my last trip in Pigeon Forge, that was the most beautifully lit up place you've ever seen. And I was staying at the inn at Christmas Place. And there it's oh, Christmas wow. all year round. And it's every floor is decorated differently with different Santa Claus. And one that I really love, of course, being from Florida and we've lost Jimmy Buffett recently. One of the Santa Claus, I think on the second floor, kind of was made out like a Jimmy Buffett Santa Claus. He's wearing shorts playing guitar, had sunglasses on, you know, just Eating sort of a cheeseburger. Jimmy Buffett sunglasses <laughs> sort of guy. Oh, man, that is awesome. I was going to go to, when when I was a kid in Kenya, you didn't get Christmas trees in Kenya. So we decorated between all of our family, friends, a thorn tree with lights and lit it up. And that was <coughs> a, a because it's warm there. There is no such thing as feeling the chill in the air. And then um, my mom and, and my stepdad built me a restaurant. Because, I, you know, you know, as kids, you go through all these things you want to do. And I did eventually work in, in the restaurant industry. But they built me this little wooden shack restaurant thing and painted Sesame Street on it. And Nancy had to explain who Sesame Street was because there was no Sesame Street in Africa. So, <laughs> so she's explaining this. I'm like, well, that's cool. So I ran this little restaurant. I think it was, Nancy, was it a month or two that the ants, the termites ate it? <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> they, they, I mean, you've seen the anthills if you've been to Africa. Like, if you've seen the anthills, you understand the termites will take it down. And they did. Um, so my restaurant career was short-lived. But I thought that was pretty special because when you're out in the remote areas, you you have to think differently about what you're going to do and you can't hold on you can hold on to traditions but you have to understand to create new traditions and you know buying fancy toys and all of that wasn't out there but to actually create something for me I thought was pretty cool so that was a that's a special one so all right so what about music I know Katie um, Christmas music obviously is going to be big for you so you were talking to me about Gene Autry Right. We were, you know, when I looked that back up, I had to make a correction. He did not Ooh. write Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Frosty. He did write Santa Claus is Coming. Oh. He was the uh, first to sing and record Rudolph. He, he recorded the them and he made them big hits, but he didn't write them. But he did. One of my favorites of the all-time Christmas is Brenda Lee, Rock Around the Christmas Tree. And remember, she was only 13 when she did that song. And she kicked butt with it this year so far. She's like at the top it's of the chart. And she beat out Mariah Carey. Yeah. Go, girl. It was it was <laughs> big then, and it's coming back now. It's even bigger. I love it. So we have a music playlist for all of December. It's Christmas and holiday. We have, uh, you know, Hanukkah music from Adam Sandler, of course. And um, we, <laughs> we have uh, music for winter as well. So, Joe, do you have any music you want to add to this? I haven't even seen the list. Um, <laughs> oh, no. 
If you have, do you have a favorite song or anything for the holidays or winter? I'll be home for Christmas and um, White Christmas and Silver Bells. Those are probably my three favorites. Oh, yeah. we'll I, sure I love White Christmas, but I like the movie Holiday Inn better than White Christmas because Holiday Inn is where it was presented first. Oh, I I don't think I've seen that. One Christmas was Urban Berlin wrote that. Yes, mm. but the first yeah. time it was the first time Bing Crosby performed that was Holiday Inn. Yeah, a year or two years before White Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that was a movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I didn't grow up here. That's my excuse. But I'll go look. I'll go <laughs> You're look. You're gonna it up. have to look for that one. I think it's free <laughs> on some of those streaming things. You can find I'll check it. it up. I'll check yeah. it out. I'll check it out. He gets, the bright, he gets the bright idea of instead of having to work every single day and take, you know, a holiday here and there off, he will only work on holidays. So he opens a an inn and they have shows only on holidays. Ah, I like it. I like it. What Smart about man. you, Jamie? You know, Jamie. I was thinking. I was thinking, Lisa, as you said that, that uh, here in D.C., we have the Kennedy Center, which is really well known for performances and music. And for anyone who uh, comes to D.C. over the holidays, one of our family traditions each year is to go to the Kennedy Center for what's called the Candlelight Christmas. Uh, there have a variety of performances over the Christmas period. And it's just beautiful. It's part sing-along. So it's an orchestra and a conductor, and it's done very beautifully. And it's wonderful for families because you get to sing some of the songs along with the choir and some they do on their own. And it's a really wonderful way to kick off the uh, Christmas season here in D.C., and one of my favorite songs is called, and I'm sure not a lot of people have heard of it, The Dream Isaiah Saw. And it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful song. And it brings tears to my, my kids. Oh, my kids laugh at me because every time we go, I cry uh, when that comes on and they stare at me waiting for the tears. Uh, so that is one of our that's one of our favorite traditions. And I, I just can't recommend the Kennedy Center enough. It's a really beautiful building, easy to get to and uh, really worthwhile, especially at the holidays. I love watching the Kennedy Center Awards. Yeah. I've 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 there's been some nights where all of a sudden it's like five in the morning and I'm like, I've been up all night watching Led Zeppelin. Or <laughs> <laughs> some people are like BB King and, and you know, they've had so many great musicians perform and, and honor, you know, like when Carol King was there, I was like, Oh my gosh, Carol I sorry, personally think Carol King is one of the most prolific songwriters we have, especially for women. And um when she got honored, I thought that was cool. And um I mean, even Beth Hart performed there, which is pretty crazy. I'm like, behave, Beth. Don't you don't you do your shenanigans? Um, but but Linda, what about you? What's your your music? Well, I'm I'm, I'm being inspired inspired to go to Washington D.C. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I actually have family there, and I I think I must go. Uh, but I have a big connection with the islands, uh, and so Jim Kimo West is uh, Slack Key artist and i love his music and he does have a special christmas album that is beautiful but i i like kenny g's uh classic christmas i 
quite love his music and I like instrumentals. I can kind of feel it more for me with instrumentals rather than vocals. Anyway, those are my faves. Awesome. Awesome. So um, we're going to move on to some holidays uh, between December 10th and 17th, but we did talk about uh, this year that you traveled where, where you've been a little bit of that. Linda, we know you're going to Costa Rica, right? So that's something you're looking forward for 2024. Right. But I'm also going to go to Arizona, which is close to me. And there's so many amazing things in Arizona to see. And so, yeah, I'm going to go there. I'd like to get to Monument Valley and go to Canyon Deche. It's on the uh, Navajo Reservation. Um, so yeah, I'm going to do some local, local, closer travel. I don't feel the need for huge international trips. I feel like I've got a lot of stuff, uh, that's, you know, that is like a couple of hours from me, you know? Yeah. Arizona is awesome. They, they, it's one of those states where everybody expects it to be the Sahara desert with Gumby cactus in it. And, um, you know, and I encourage you to go to Saguaro national park and Nancy and I've spent many holidays watching the sunrise. That's our thing is to always be around for sunrise. And, um, so that's why you often see us sleeping in a car outside a park gate, um, waiting for it to open so we can get there at sunrise, but Arizona from Flagstaff to the Sonoran desert, you know, um, Sedona, so diverse. Yeah. Yeah. Sedona is amazing. The rock formations and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, petrified national forest, uh, you know, petrified forest national park, I should say. Um, it is a, a gorgeous state with waterfalls and and mountains and bears. I saw yeah. a bear when we were just in Tucson. We went home um, a couple weeks ago for a couple weeks, and we went to Chiricahua National Monument. And lo and behold, on our way out, a bear jumped in front of the car and said, "Look at my butt!" And we went, "There's a bear butt!" And it's such a small bear compared to like the Sierras or you know other parts. But uh, we're showing to friends i had this really it's not a good photo and everyone's like that's not a small bear i'm like yeah it is uh, Linda, mm-hmm. i think you know you come from alaska you know like a grizzly versus our, our brown bears and uh right brown bear black bear in uh arizona but um it was special to see just even for that just it's seconds what feels like minutes is really a second you know when you see have those encounters but um yeah joe where where that okay so hopefully hawaii will come back up what what are you looking forward to this year um putting together hopefully six weeks in greece and italy um a couple of weeks in greece and then a month working my way through italy um because i Audrey has with a the meeting. glass. With the glass, it's not just working or uh, whatever. I mean, it's Italy and Greece. They wine all the time. Um, but she has a niece that has a bed and breakfast outside of Milan, and I have a friend who is opening a bed and breakfast in a piazza outside of Rome. And then I have another travel writer friend who, who has relocated to Malta. So I figure if I spend a week with everybody I know, I only have one little gap in between Rome and Malta. I just need one more friend. Anybody <laughs> know anyone? Well, see, I <laughs> love it. Me. I love you know, email. I me. love. And no, I but love I want to. I want to know about those B and Bs or Airbnbs. Yeah, me too. I I, I love that. Read you my article. Because... <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, I know. check that. Check that out. But the, I think it's important to bring up bed and breakfast and Airbnbs and these um, unique places. 
Um, resorts are fantastic. And, you know, there's, there's, I just, sometimes we need to remember who's behind the place where we're staying. Yes. You know what I mean? And that yep. I, I, even, even, you know, we talk about brand hotels and things and you have to realize that guess what? That's often a family owning those brand hotels too. So I was like, I love to see what character can we see in those. And I'm finding that brand hotels are starting to understand that their decor needs to actually reflect their region, not just what the big hotel brand is saying from the main office. I'm seeing that I think the little, the little guys kick the big guys up a little bit and said, Hey, you need to have some integrity to your region, which is exciting to see these days. So I'm glad you brought that up. Katie, what are you looking forward to in 2024? Well, so far, I don't have a lot scheduled. I do have, I'm um, going to be in Mount Dora for the art festival in February. Nice. And Mount Dora is a little town, but it's a cute little town. It's just, if you've been there, you know what I mean? It's one of these homey little places. Beautiful. Um, very pet friendly. They've got restaurants. All of the restaurants have little outdoor areas. And then, uh, I'm going to be in, uh, Arkansas, uh, Little Rock and I think Hot Springs also. And I'm Ooh. probably going to get back to New Orleans for a little bit too. So you better call me when you go to Arkansas. We'll be back in Arkansas this year and we know that area pretty. Okay. Pretty well, there's a rock and roll highway there, by the way. I don't know. I didn't realize that. I'll have to. There's a rock that. and roll highway and it started because the Beatles landed on a plane there for some detour with a plane. And then they said, that's it. With all this music we have, we're going to have a rock and roll highway. So now they have a rock and roll highway. We did part of it and we didn't realize it until like, I don't know, my GPS said something. And I was like, Nancy, we're on the rock and roll highway. <laughs> well, so, they've got DS Arkansas, which is Johnny Cash's home, which I really need to get there. I've not been to that. Oh, but, and, um, and Hot Springs and Little Rock. I, I, one of the things we did a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, uh, right before that was Little Rock and um, they have this first Friday art um, event in their downtown. And mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to Nancy and I, but we went from place to place and they give you wine and cookies. You hear music or look at art exhibits. And by the time we got to our hotel, we talked that bartender's ear off. Um, and we <laughs> <laughs> just, it was, it was bad. We had a really, all I know is they, we had a really good time in Little Rock and they are working very hard on, um, interpreting their history and acknowledging the history and putting it back together. And if you've got to go to the high school there where the little rock nine um, happened there. And um, it is, it's important to go to these places and soak up this history and, and And they're very travel writer friendly. The COVID uh, Deb and I were going to do a go RVing trip through Arkansas and we had everything set up and everybody in Arkansas was very, very helpful for us. And of course, COVID just blew it out the water. So we didn't get to do it. Well, I'm glad you're going to go there. One of our favorite places to stay in Arkansas is Tiffany's bed and breakfast. It's outside of hot springs, about 10, 15 miles away. 60 acres um, with forests. It's an old mine in a place called Bismarck. And it's an actual mine um, that's closed now from years ago. But uh, we went there in July right after it was during COVID. And because Nancy and I stayed in like about 30 B&Bs during the COVID period and uh, across the country. And mm-hmm. um, this was one of them. And we watched bar owls teach their young how to hunt while the fly- fireflies were coming up and we're sitting on their porch. It's like a log style cabin 
bed and breakfast, and there you are. And there's uh, Lake de Grey where we saw bald eagles. I'm just ser- like seriously, like I know you're you're a lady, but dude, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go there. You gotta go there. You gotta go. You gotta go. So um, I, you guys are all expi- excited for me, Jamie. What's up for you? I'm oh, scared about her, where she's going. I never know. Well, we're Maybe. always. I'm always have my wheels turning, as I'm sure everyone here uh, does. At the moment, we are planning to spend uh, Christmas just after Christmas and New Year in Stowe, Vermont, which is a place that's really near and dear to my heart. My parents live there. In fact, one set of my parents lives in Arizona. The other set lives oh, in yeah, yeah. Vermont. And we, I've been going to Stowe since I was 16. So I've had spent many uh, winter seasons, fall, spring, every season, but winter is especially wonderful and cozy and festive in Vermont. So we'll be there for um, until early January. But as far as what we have on the calendar, thinking towards next year, we have a little bit of the Caribbean in mind and already thinking ahead as I do towards the summer when we have a little bit more time, possibly going to the Lofoten Islands uh, up in, um, I guess Lofoten Islands are, gosh, are they Norway or Sweden's Fallsbard? So I don't know if anyone in the room has been there, but that is something that is starting to take shape for our family trip. Wow. We, um, my kids are older now, 17 and 19, and they really enjoy the high adventure of these ex- more extreme places. And that has fit the bill for a lot for me and my husband these days. So we're going to uh, consider it, consider that too. Awesome. I'm interested in your Echo Lodge in Nicaragua. I would like to have the article that you wrote about that. Happily. Yeah. Happily, I'd love to share that. Um, the name of the place we stayed was called Morgan's Rock. Yeah, because uh, that part of the world is pretty easy for me to get to. Sure. Um, this was a this Morgan's Rock was really interesting. It's it it's been an eco lodge before eco lodges were sort of on the radar and uh, trending. I believe mm-hmm. they've been in around for over 30 years. So it made for a very unique experience because it's so established and pretty rustic and uh, wonderful wildlife. You're really living amongst the, oh. the bees, which was pretty cool. And you felt Nicaragua was per- perfectly safe. I mean, some of the Central American countries are not so safe. I feel that we, we, wherever we go these days, we have to be extra careful, but especially Nicaragua, we were cautious. We felt safe at the place that we stayed, but we didn't take any unnecessary risks. We always made sure that we were um, back at the resort when it was nighttime. We we were we were cautious, but I think that it it is a concern. You never know. In fact, Washington D.C. is crime rate is pretty terrible here. Yeah, yeah. no one thinks about not coming to Washington D.C. because of the crime. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, we have yeah. plenty of crime here in L.A. I stayed at a wonderful Echo Lodge in uh, Ecuador called the Sacha Lodge, and it was down on the Napo River, which is part of the, uh, you know, a tributary to the Amazon. And that was uh, run by all indigenous people. And it was wonderful. I have to. And it wasn't terribly expensive. And 
I, I highly recommend that one for getting into nature. You know, you're, you're, you're totally immersed. It, it's just a very wonderful experience. Wow, Thank this you. is fun. I like listening to you guys. I'm like, it's like an insider conversation of travel planning. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to pack. You know, I, I was feeling actually pretty content to just stay here in sunny SoCal, which absolutely is. This is the prettiest time of year here, you know. I mean, uh, it's not crowded. Like, I don't, I go down to Malibu. There's nobody there. They're all skiing, you know. They're off skiing. So I have the beach to myself. With oh, all my gosh. Multi-million dollar yeah. properties in nobody's home, you know. And it's whale wildy. season. <laughs> it's whale season. What about your area, Joe, up in South Carolina? You're you're near Charleston? Or am I getting it? Um, yeah, about 90 minutes from Charleston, 90 minutes up the coast. Um, yeah. I'm right at Myrtle Beach, 10, min- 10 miles from Myrtle Beach. It's beautiful some days. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like we had we have yoga on the beach normally uh, through December. And this year we've had cold snaps. So we've been we we had one morning I got up last week and it was 32. Um, but then the next day, two days later, it was 78 during the day and 65 when you got up in the morning. So back to more normal times. Um, Mm. today it's been pouring rain, but it's warm. It's in the sixties. Um, yesterday we, it was gorgeous. Well, the last two days have been in, and then we've hit 70 the last two days. And uh, anything under 70 is rude. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. as I'm concerned uh, I was going to say Katie I know I have to touch on this with Katie and, and we will get to the holidays everyone um, but one thing I know is you love you love kayaking like Nancy and I love kayaking but mm-hmm. you're, you and Nancy are, are good at it and I'm not but there's alligators and you you, you know we love our gators and this time of year <laughs> going to Florida it's the best time I was talking I just did an interview with a, a gardening expert Raish Gala um, and she's from New Jersey and she's going to take her family to Miami. I'm like, you got to go to the Everglades. This is where we started our Love Your Park store. And, and, she, the gators, she, and, and she was worried about gators. She's like, I'm scared of gators for my kids. I'm like, no, you got to go. Um, the Hinga Trail is easy. Everyone can do it, you know, even if you're in a wheelchair. But this is the time to experience alligators you can see them because the water is lower right katie this is right. like the time and, and they're not as active but if you get a nice sunny day they'll be up there sunny but basically they're going to get away from you they're not looking to yeah. be aggressive they just want to be safe they don't trust humans no i don't blame them you know no, but that's and, and, their worst and the manatees manatees are this time of year too right oh yes a lot the manatees come in Oh, Blue Springs, West Volusia is the best place for the manatees. They come in in droves and, and they're just so beautiful. And Crystal, Crystal River area too is another one that's, and they're, they're really working to try and protect them because they're endangered, badly endangered. They remind and, me of hippos. I miss seeing hippos except for hippos will get your butt. Like they will, they will come out of the water. Nancy's been charged by a hippo. Um, but <laughs> it's a whole other story, but. They do. They're like, they're sea cows, right? I mean, in a way, they're sea cows and they're amazing. So, I mean, our country, we really, you know, going to that, Linda, I mean, I know you travel the world as much as we all can, but our country really does have wildlife. We have moose, we have gators, we do have crocodiles, 
We have flamingos that are in St. Mark's National Wildlife Refuge. My favorite wildlife refuge, one of them, one of them, I have many, has flamingos now that they didn't have a couple of years ago. I have to go see. It's out. You're near you, Katie. It's like near, like a few hours, but you know, you, you need to go there and see Mr. Pinky. Um, so we have a lot. We have pronghorn. We have deer. We have cougars, mountain lions, you know, it, uh, we really do. This country does, but um, go see everything you can. But before we get to the holidays, I know Linda, you have to, you have to, as we say in Africa, Quenda, <laughs> you have to go. I know you have to leave us, but um, I know I want to give a shout out for your books for the holiday season, right? We got to, we got to give a big shout out because you got the Lost Angel books, the trilogy that people can get. Right. So Lost Angel Walkabout, which is uh, my first, 10 years of travel writing essays are included in that. And then Los Angeles in Paradise is 32 day trips up the coast, which I love the California coast, starting from uh, Malibu to Mendocino. And then I just released in 2023, Lost Angel Unleashed, which my friends is a memoir. Travel mm-hmm. memoir, the first half of the book starts out when I was a teen in Alaska. And- it tells all our naughty gossip. It does. It does. I'm telling you. Listen, <laughs> and there's romance in every one of her books. Why Nani? How uh, uh, Girls End <laughs> of the Moon. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Those are my novels. Have you know some sweet sweetness to them? There some. And every time gotta, I have to go, Linda. You gotta have I love. No gotta have love. So <laughs> I'm I'm running a, I for the three books, uh, the trilogy. If you buy them on my site, lindabaloauthor.com, uh, for thirty dollars, I will gift wrap them and ship them anywhere in the u.s including hawaii so if you think that would be a nice gift for your adventure loving friends uh you know let me know i'd be happy if you are going to the islands uh over there joe is it yes if you're going to the islands you might like my novel wainani a voice from old hawaii and you will learn more than you ever (laughs) asked to know (laughs) about the history of the islanders so, yeah, it's uh, and for my holiday, I hope to get out to the Channel Islands and oh, do the cruise cool. there. You know, we have the, what they call mm-hmm. the Galapagos of the of the mm-hmm. Americas and the Channel Islands. And it's right. It's only an hour drive from me to go and uh, go on a whale watching cruise. So. So, yeah, it's really great to be sharing with all of you. And I'm going to follow up with some uh, emails because uh, you got some great stuff, girls. Yeah, yeah, you so do you. Yeah. <laughs> Linda, before you go, what is your favorite holiday food and drink? Oh, gosh. We can't not do food and drink well, for the holidays. Well, I, I got to mm-hmm. say, I, I'm looking forward to a prime rib dinner on Christmas Eve at our favorite restaurant where, you know, we have carolers and lots of lights. And and I'm a dedicated wino. You know, I don't think I've ordered a mixed drink and. 20 years and but i love i love wine (laughs) well you're in the right place that's right i I think i've met some aficionados here with you lisa (laughs) all right so happy holidays to all of you and it's been very very nice merry christmas and listeners stay tuned because we're going to talk about more food and wine and all kinds of other good holidays we're going to do a quick run through uh for the holidays between uh, December 17th and 24th.
Um, so Joe, favorite food and wine or favorite food and drink? I'm just going with wine because kind of kind of know you on that for the holidays. Oh, I'm going to surprise you. Uh, my favorite's eggnog. <laughs> really? I, okay, I just had eggnog daiquiris at the drive-through in Natchitoches, Ooh, and Maggio's is in the New York Times as being like this. And um, all I know is it was un, on the on the on the um, under the radar. We weren't supposed to be doing this and that, and we did it, and we did it in places nobody should know about. And um, it made seeing the lights way even better. No. <laughs> But their Christmas yeah. festival is fantastic. And I love I love prime rib. That's my go-to dinner. But we've got a great little restaurant here, right here in Surfside. And he, on Friday night, they have prime rib every Friday night for 22 bucks. And I make it as often as I can. Oh. Um, and then my cousin has a, a little hot dog stand in Danville, Virginia. So... He makes the best eggnog milkshakes you ever had. Oh. So if you're driving oh. through Danville, you stop yeah, I've been at the Dairy Heart and get them. Oh, eggnog I will. We've been through Danville. We've been through a lot of Danville. Yeah, it's right on 58. But... Yep, we've been through there. Oh, my gosh. Well, now we know. What about you, Katie? What are you eating and drinking for the holidays that you want? Well, my favorite drink used to be Malibu rum and pineapple juice. But oh. just recently, I was at the uh, in Townsend at the uh, Grits and Grain Festival, and they were trying, you know, different whiskeys, all of the Tennessee Whiskey Trail. And I got, it was a, it wasn't whiskey, it was vodka in warm apple cider. And that was so good. It was cold oh. that day, too. And I kind of gotten hooked on that one. But oh, for the food, I think my favorite what I will probably be cooking is going to be ham soaked with Coca-Cola and then oh. drain the Coca-Cola off. But you just sort of braise it, the Coca-Cola, and then pineapple on top of it and glaze with the honey and brown sugar. Gotta so have you're not putting soup. any rum in that with, since you're doing the pineapple? Well, a little yeah, bit of rum. A rum in that with the Coke. I didn't try. I just it. put a little, little rum, in, you know, yeah, yeah, the lime and the coconut. Yeah, yeah. that sounds hey, good. What about you, Jamie? Well, I married, um, I married a Brit and kind oh, of, yeah, uh, we, one of my favorite things that I've, uh, learned from the Brits is their love of Stilton and port as a combination. Mm. So I've become a big fan of Stilton and port and also much to my surprise, mince pies, which, oh, yeah, yeah. uh, here, I mean, mince, they, to us, mince is mince meat, but, to them, it's minced fruit that's sort of soaked in some alcohol and a pastry. And I really have gotten pretty addicted to those. So uh, mm-hmm. looking forward to those for the holidays. We just had chocolate. Uh, we're in Lubbock, Texas, as we're recording this. And our friend is off in uh, London and on a Budapest Christmas cruise right now. She's a travel advisor. And Cheryl, everybody, Cheryl Ogle, she comes on our shows um, as well. And um we got here and she whips out a little treat for us and it's chocolate from London. Like, you know, real, you know, it's all real chocolate, right? And the inside is a martini. <gasps> oh, wow. <laughs> so like I'm sitting here, she's coming home tomorrow and Nancy and I are both putting our hands together in prayer form that she brings some more home because we are the best darn pet sitters <laughs> That sounds amazing. I'm just saying we deserve it. We want those martini chocolates again because they're some of the best 
chocolates I have ever had in my life because they do make you smile. Um, I'm just saying, you know, it, it, they do. But let's look at some of the holidays real quick. Okay, December 17th, National Maple Syrup Day. Um, I think you may know a little bit about that, Jamie, since you go to Vermont. Is that the place for maple syrup in our country? I think it is, but I never knew that December 17th was Maple Syrup Day, but um, I'm glad I know it now. But yes, I think that uh, it is definitely one of the best places for maple syrup. I'm biased, but I think it is true. Anybody else have anything on maple syrup? <laughs> I like I it with great. popcorn. Uh, really? Maple syrup and butter and then pour it over fresh popcorn. That's delicious. Oh, I don't know. Hey, we pour it over carrots. We'll steam carrots and we'll mix it a little bit with some maple syrup and a little bit of butter. And mm-hmm. when we have a Sunday roast. That is a nice little sweetening touch to the carrots. Now that's be. what we do in South Africa. Ah, they do brown sugar or exactly what you're talking about. So that must come from an English side, maybe? Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh. How interesting. Huh. Who knew? I did not make these days. I'm just, okay, the December 17th is Festival of Winter Walks. So where are you going for a walk, Joe? Well, I went for a walk last night down in Merle's Inlet um, to just to see all the lights. All the restaurants along the boardwalk had gorgeous lights set up. Um, it was just beautiful. What about you, Katie? He's walking with we the gators. Pigeon Forge. We did the winter for uh, winter fest lights. We walked. It was again gorgeous. One place you're walking through just an arcade, an arch of beautiful blue blinking lights, and the, the one the cute one of the cutest lights was the caterpillar. I mean, this thing was huge. Oh. You had a little face on it, and oh. you know, all beautifully lit up. I love it. You know, the lights to me just brings, it makes you like a little kid. I love the lights, you know, no mm-hmm. matter what your spiritual beliefs are over the holidays, everybody loves the lights. You know, it's the way to go into the winter. What about you, Jamie? Where are you going for a walk? I don't think most people know that Washington, D.C. has so much green space. Uh, I think they think of it yeah. as the grid of the city. And there are so many green spaces and parks here. And we have two black labs. In fact, we have a third black lab right now on loan from my father. And my favorite thing is to take the three dogs for a walk in our, in our local, uh, park here, which is just, uh, a, it's just beautiful rolling hills, acres and acres of, uh, trees. And it's, uh, it's lovely for walks. Oh, well, I'm coming to see you when we go to DC. Please do. <laughs> Please do. Where, where are you going to walk, Lisa? Well, we're in Lubbock right now, and actually, there's a beautiful park down the street from us, and it has Canada geese, and it has all kinds of, they have rookeries out there. You wouldn't think about it in the middle of, you know, Lubbock, uh, Texas, and so it's an easy walk from the house that we're in now and taking care of kittens, and um, you can walk all the way around it. It is a beautiful fountain, huge fountain. Then they have a memorial for uh, those who have bought for our country and um, also for the armed forces now. And so you kind of pay your respect there, go for a walk around, see all the egrets, the Canada geese. And literally two days ago, Nancy and I were outside because it was like in the seventies and Nancy and I like sunlight, warmth, go outside. Who cares about work? And so we're out there, we're talking to our friend planning our Oregon trip because she lives in uh, Sun River, Oregon and understands snow and all that stuff. And she's like, do you have snow tires? We're like, 
Hell no. But anyway, we're talking to her and she's a birder and we call her everywhere we go. Like, we just saw this. What is this? And she gets the book out. But I'm not kidding. Hundreds of Canada geese flew over us. Hundreds. It was insane. And there's seagulls. There's seagulls here. So that's where, for right now, where we are, as we record this, go walking out there. And everybody has twinkle lights and it's, it's magical. So here's to Lubbock, right? <laughs> Thank you for asking. Yeah. All right. So the Wright Brothers Day is also December 17th. And that's what you've got to think about as all the travel writers. Um, you know, we rely on airplanes to get us around. So I think we got to give a shout out to the Wright Brothers, you know, for, for their work that they've done to make it possible to what we have now, you know, I want to, I want to go, there's a national uh, historical park dedicated to them in, I think there's one in Ohio and one in North Carolina we need to go to Mm -hmm. still and see. So, all right, let's see, December 18th, what is happening? National Crime Junkie Day. That's for you, Katie. For what? Crime, it's National Crime Junkie Day. So you're hooked on crime. Since you've written books about criminals, I'm just saying. Well, I've got some crime books. During the pandemic, when I couldn't do a lot of traveling, I ended up doing three novels. And I combined traveling with my real estate background. And um, it kind of started off from a two-story case I know. People had taken in this tenant and rented to him with no check and nothing, and he decided he wasn't going to pay the rent until the owners did all these things he claimed they were going to do. So I embroidered that and put him in witness protection and had him get killed, and the poor property manager gets caught in the house with him when he's dead. And, you know, it looks real bad for her. Y'all thought Katie was sweet (laughs) at the beginning of the show, right? (laughs) I had a lot of fun with that. She slipped off that pedestal. And then I had her go to hell because it's the tenant from hell. And the only thing that the owners knew was that he came from hell, but he lived in Georgia. So she figured that was Helen. So she goes to Helen to try and clear her name. But isn't there hell, Michigan? There's hell, Michigan, I think. Yeah, but there's hell in Georgia, so... Helen. Yeah, well, you know. there's a devil there, too. <laughs> there, there's saying. a crazy devil, too, in New Jersey. <laughs> well, there's a devil everywhere, I suppose. You know? <laughs> but what about, do any of you, when you travel, go and look up crime history where you're at? Like, Joe, do you ever look up crime history when, when you're in a destination, like, you know, like Billy the Kid or anything like that? Do you oh, think yeah. anyone? Yeah, I seem to find it. Ah, oh, well, you know, you got it. I think it's fun. You know, did yeah, you there's stand- a lot in Florida. I stayed in a, at an inn in Florida that, uh, Al Capone stayed in. They had a dumb waiter where they took his alcohol up to his room. Um, pretty interesting little place. Wow. Well, wow. What about playing Al Capone? Well, Al Capone got around, dude. Hotel, Blanche Hotel, which just reopened. I don't know if that was the one you stayed in, but he is. He's in the Blanche. Yeah, Yeah. he had a connection there, too. This is an inn. This is, um. This just recently reopened. Dixie County. I'm trying to think of the name of the hotel. Hmm. Blanche just reopened a couple of years ago. But, yeah, you know, so but I got to do a a piece for Madden. They represented Madden PR and I got to do a piece. On the hotel, so I got there right when it first opened. Oh, it's funny you mention it, Lisa. 
uh, because my husband and I just took a little three day break in Jamaica. We got back, um, two days ago and the place we stayed was where Ian Fleming wrote all of the 007 series. No way. Where, where James Bond was born basically, uh, from a creative standpoint. And it was on the Northeast corner pretty much of Jamaica and beautiful little remote spot and that was really what it was known for and the place is called Goldeneye giving a nod to no uh, kidding. one of the books <laughs> yeah no way I didn't even know he went there well so many you know yeah uh Jamaica did you have fun yeah, we had a great time. It was uh, a little bit of kayaking, some sun, really secluded little spot. And it was interesting to think of Ian Fleming having spent so many years there uh, and being inspired to write his series. Oh, man, that is so cool. Like I, I had a friend, well, I still have a friend. Uh, her last name is Fleming and, and she's she got me reading like, like voraciously, like as a kid. And um, yeah. Um, that's interesting because her last name's Fleming and we always said that she was related. Yeah. Okay. So it's bake cookies day. Anybody bake here? I do. Yeah. What, what would, what, what cookies are you sharing with us now virtually? We, Cause I'm ready. I got to open my. Oh, I, the Washington Post just put out today an entire section on their hundred best cookie recipes. And I went through it today wow. and printed off about 15 of them. I love. I mean, there's nothing I like more than, well, I guess the only thing I like more than baking is eating baked goods. Uh, so I, I'm all inspired now to get some great new cookie recipes, but I, I love to bake. Mm. Katie, are you baking? My favorite is oatmeal cookies, but I spice them up by adding a lot of chocolate cocoa into it Yum. and uh, some raisins and nuts. Mm. And rum. That's my favorite. A little bit of rum. Yeah, look at rum. I do pralines with rum, but that's candy. That's not cake. So we, our family thing is rum balls. Oh, those and because are- they're not baked. The rum is still in there. Yeah, <laughs> they're really easy to make. And now I'm thinking we're going to have to do that because we can do it. Like it doesn't matter where we are, we could do it. You could do it in a hotel room. Just don't tell the hotelier. Joe, what about <laughs> you? <laughs> what do, do you bake? I do. I love to cook and eat. I'm a foodie. You can, you know, in order to eat, you've got to bake, got to cook. Um, I, you can't beat a sugar cookie, you know, Mm. nice crunchy bottom on a sugar cookie. But at Christmas, I get the Hershey Kisses, the little red and white twirled ones with like peppermint and white chocolate. And I'll stick them in the middle of the warm, um, Mm. sugar cookies. And those are delicious. Ooh, and 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 everybody are thinking about all that. Uh, you've got to go to recipestravelculture.com, right? You got you're going to have some cookies on there. We want yeah, that. I want, oh, to. I, want got, I want. Ooh, I've got a good recipe for a chocolate bar that has pepitas and cran raisins in it, and ooh. that is the perfect pair to go with the merlot. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about Hard Candy Day? Because December 19th is Hard Candy Day. Anybody take her for that? Anybody want a hard candy? Other than... I yeah, try to other... avoid hard candy because I'm one of those that suck it for... I'm like the owl on the commercial about the Tootsie Pop and he licks it three times and then bites it. 
That's me. If I have hard candy, I'll suck it for like three seconds and then I start crunching and I've cracked my last tooth. No more hard candy. <laughs> oh, okay. So none of that, none of that is happening. However, you were talking about oatmeal cookies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie. So, uh, December 19th is National Oatmeal Muffin Day. Does that go, you know, I'm just saying. Well, I it's haven't a... tried them in muffins, but it would probably be pretty good if you put a lot of sugar in it. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Gotta put a lot of sugar in everything. Oh, wait. This is important. December 20th is National Sangria Day. Ooh, now we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) Oranges in it. Pieces of pineapple. Okay. All right. So anybody, do you, do you like Sangria, Jamie? I do when I, when I, when it's done, I like the red sangria. I know that there's white sangria too, but I'm a red wine drinker. So I would, I prefer red sangria. Nice pitcher, cold, lots of ice on a hot day in Spain, preferably. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> what about you, Joe? Well, if you're going to be picky, I'll, do, I'll take mine in Spain too. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all about that too. A little bit I have, of warm I have a good recipe that has, um, I think it, I put Zinfandel and, um, Moscata and slices of strawberries. And it seems like there's some peach schnapps and peaches and fresh peaches in it. And in the summer, you just, that, it's wonderful. Hmm. Ooh, but you know they have it in winter, so I think they want us to do it for the holidays at the dinner table. I don't. Oh, Jamie's like no. <laughs> no, my dog was trying to get in the room, and I heard oh, him okay. against the door. Dogs are allowed. Dogs are always allowed on the show. Cats, dogs, any animals allowed. My cat's on. real bad about that. For some reason today, she's staying out. But oh well, you know. I, I have to say sangria. We have one in the re- the magazine that's out now, our big weekly blend, a winter sangria recipe with Martinelli's. Um, and Martinelli's is cool because you can make it, you know, a mocktail or a cocktail for people. I think um, sometimes you need to have, you know, as people come in, sometimes family members that don't always get along, just have a little sangria, loosen up. Um, <laughs> you know, it's all good in the hood, you know. I do want to say this, that December 20th is Sacagawea Day. And I think that's really important when we think about the history of the Lewis and Clark would never have made it without her. They would never have made it. And I think she's someone important when we think about women's history. I might not be here. Really? Why? That Clark might not have made it back to Virginia and had any babies. (laughs) Oh, are you related? Oh. (laughs) Are you really? Yes, I always I I said that you always have some interesting family history, <laughs> and we just hit hit it again. Really, yep, dude. Yep. I know you're not a dude. It's just I really need to stop saying it, but I can't help it. <laughs> but really, so that is amazing. So, yeah. have you done your family tree on that? Oh yeah, I've, I've got I've been into genealogy forever. Well, we have another show for you to come on. To. <laughs> Because I know you got Moonshiners and you've got Clark. Wow, that's yep. amazing. That is amazing to to think. Of. Are you going to write and anything? soldiers in every single war since the first one in so, Jamestown against the Indians? <laughs> well, have you written a book or have thought of doing that? I have. Um, I've edited two books on World War Two. 
I've got lots of stuff collected. I would like to write one on World War II. Um, I've been the co-author and editor on, I guess, four books on the war between the states about specific Virginia counties. And we trace the history and genealogy of every single man in the, or every single, I should say, every single male, because some of them were nine, ten years old in the um, 1860 census, whether they went as soldiers into war, if they survived and came back and had families. Um, wow. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. I've got oh, one wow. that I'm about two thirds through. I need to get back on that. But now with the, the eye issue, it's harder to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Research is not nearly as much fun. <laughs> no, no, but, but it's amazing, um, when you, when you think about this history, you know, um, and going back like the Civil War and things, we were just in Natchitoches, Louisiana, and, um, we did a walking tour of the American Cemetery, which is said to be the oldest cemetery in the Louisiana Purchase. Now there's one in New Orleans, but the, the one in New Orleans moved location. So there's a little, you know, who knows what and where, but between the two, they're the oldest cemetery. And um, I went around with Scotty and everyone can hear that uh, episode on the the third Tuesday of this month, whatever that is. And um, I think it's the 21st. And he took he, he's been on our show before and I kept him on for so long because I can get into. We're going to have a we're going to have a, a Tombstone Tales magazine coming out soon. So I'm just saying because <laughs> we're so into graveyards and stuff and cemeteries because of the stories of the people in there. Um, mm-hmm. And to document them because even the gravestones are getting washed away and broken. And anyway, yeah. uh, while we were there, he showed us one of the graves and it was, they had the had two headstones and one was of a young boy that had changed the date of his birth certificate so he could fight in the civil war. So I'm sure that the two of you, Katie and, and Joe have come across that in your history that, mm-hmm. um, you know, Men would go, boys would go in to fight and change their, and their family supported them in that to go and change their date. So he had two different dates on his, um, plaques or his, his tombstones because he wanted to go in young. Isn't that wild? And now. And they took them young anyway. Some of the drummer boys were 12 and 13 13 years old. And they they were permitted. They weren't lying about, about their age. We got to put the little drummer boy in the playlist. Oh, hmm. be, you think about that song. Come they told come they told me parumpa rumpa. Oh my god! I just posted. Little... I just posted that on Facebook. Uh, oh a, wow! A symphony had. Oh, I can't remember who it was. Three tenors that sang, and they had the cutest little five-year-old boy drumming, and. He he's he was good and he was so cute. You'll have to look at my Facebook page because I just well, posted it today. It'll be at the top. <laughs> oh wow! And I have to say, um, I wish we were all on video for this podcast because Jamie's dog is so cute. I see this little <laughs> tail. Come on, Jamie. We <laughs> there's three of them. Oh well, we love that. Yeah, we love we love that. We love that. Oh man. Well, who knew about, you know, all of this, uh, family history is so important. Uh, December 20th is also games day. Do any of you play games with, and during the holidays? 
with family or have, oh, Jamie, what's, what, what's the game? Well, it's really, uh, again, really English tradition, at least the one I married into. Lots of, uh, parlor games, uh, card games, puzzles, uh, newspaper games. A lot of them had been passed down sort of through, uh, through the family and they're, not really games anyone else would know of. And they morphed over the years and in very typical English fashion, a lot of them um, are, have potty humor involved in them. Oh, I'm in, I'm in. But it's, uh, it's really fun. And the more you sort of, the more you drink, the funnier it gets, of course. Uh, so that's really a big part of our, a big part of our holiday season is game. Have you ever heard of Hugger Mugger? No. Guys, I don't know. I we used to play that all the time, and it, I'll look it well, up. It's like it's like a word game. It has a frog on one of those unicycle kind of. I don't know if it's a pure unicycle, but it's a frog and a unicycle. But I think it might have a second little wheel. But it's more of a word game, and it's it's like a brainiac kind of thing. And it's true. Have another sip and see if you can answer. Oh, I'll look fun. it up because we can always and have more games. Can, see if you can say hugger mugger too. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Katie, do you play any games or through your family no, line? I don't really have time for games anymore. I'm always on the <laughs> computer writing. <laughs> what about you, Joe? Any games in your family? Um, I'm scared with hers. <laughs> my my mother's brothers all played Rook. Um, and I, I grew up playing Rook. Um, Rook and Croquet were the two big things with the Gregory brothers. And Croquet got cutthroat. I mean, they, they would, they would stomp you for your ball. (laughs) They would, they would go all out to win. I have never Um, played croquet. I just learned how to play cornhole though. Yeah. And I can't even, I can barely even say cornhole without. Cornhole is fun. That is a fun game. That, that we consider that a summer game here. We play that a lot. Cornhole. People play that on the beach a lot and, um, that and bocce ball. I've done bocce ball at wine wineries. I've done bocce ball at wine, but yeah. But um, hey, I think games are a good way for families to get together and maybe not talk politics over the holidays. That's what I think <laughs> no. is get rid of the political stuff and rather have a good time. Focus on the sangria. I like that sangria and um, games came together on the same day. I think that's good. December 21st is winter solstice, which is exciting, you know, mm. um, because it's a whole new season. It's officially there, you know. Um, yeah. I, do you guys like winter? Oh, yes. I look forward to December 21st because the days get longer from there on. Right. Cause I am so tired of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. When we lived out in Joshua Tree area, I'd wake up at four in the morning because the sun would come in. And I'm one of those, like, I want the windows open, not for peeping toms, but, you know, for the sunlight to come in. I want to wake as nature does. And when it's suddenly, like, seven in the morning, what the hell is that? Like, it's, no, I'm with you on that. But yeah, we, we want it to move on. Um, National French Fried Shrimp Day is on that same day. Um, I'm thinking you guys may like that more than us. Yeah. That sounds like, like New Orleans fried shrimp. Yeah. Poor Joe, French, for you? Poor bread, lettuce, tomatoes, and fried shrimp. Oh. Uh, fried is about my least favorite way of eating shrimp or <laughs> oysters. You know, with oysters, I'd rather have them raw or steamed. 
I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you, Joe. Exactly. I I prefer. I think with shrimp and seafood, I'd much rather have it grilled or or steamed or sautéed. Yep. My preference yep. too. Wow. I can't eat any of that because I'm allergic to seafood. And Nancy and I are both allergic. How to awful! It apparently, but I don't think we need anything else to eat. But being in Louisiana is really difficult because that's you know everything is. Everything is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but I mean, it looked like everybody had a good time, but we had a good time anyway. Got drive through daiquiris. We're all right. You know, we had meat pies. We had all kinds of good stuff in Nacogdoches. You know. Uh, okay, there's more cookie holidays. Go figure. Forefathers Day. I'm looking at anything that. Oh, there's a National Date Nut Bread Day. That's always good. Um, mm, and we're almost. Oh wait, Festivus is happening on December 23rd. I give props to Festivus for the rest of us. If anybody likes it, I do. I'm sorry, but I like my Seinfeld. So, shout out to that uh, for the holidays. Um, let's see. That's December 23rd. And what else do we have? There's stuff I can't pronounce day. There's National Roots Day talking about Family History Day. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like the Roots Day. So Joe and Katie, do you do that too? Being so in I history? do a lot of genealogy research, yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, like Joe, Joe was talking about the Civil War, the guys, little young men, women, so many of the women would disguise. And when I was working on my book, I wanted to put a woman in it from a viewpoint but I wanted it to be realistic, and I found out there was a woman in during the Civil War because she was married to one of his soldiers, and he was the only one that this guy fought with. So she had to have been in disguise as a man. In with the there, there were a lot of women in the Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was. And there was one lady that I know she. Um, cut her hair and everything. And she ended up in New Mexico even. Um, I wish I remembered her name, but we, we're going to have women's history shows. Y'all have to come on. Uh, Jamie, do you do any family history? You know, I haven't. I, I know that now that I'm listening, I'm thinking to myself, this is an area that I could really take a deep dive in and have some fun with. Yeah. Because you can travel to those spots. Sure. Which is part of it too. And when you go and step in your ancestors place, where they've even just been is amazing. You know, I think that's a big travel trend also uh, ancestral sort of tracing going back to parts of the world where uh, your family may have come from. I think that that's becoming a a big trend. Mm, That's cool. Um, I want to say Joe, that December 24th is national eggnog day. (laughs) You're, you're in the good. I'll have two glasses that day. Well, that's all. I, we know you have a big wine glass and it could fill quite a bit. And you should have been with us in Natchitoches, Louisiana with the gallons. And I mean, gallons of drive through daiquiris. That was fun. Yum. But thank, thank you all. This has been so much fun. We wish you all a happy holiday, happy Christmas, everything you celebrate and look forward to more fun with you all in 2024. We've got a lot of travel to talk about. And I think you're going to have to come on some of, some of our, uh, tombstone tale shows that are going to come up too because you know there's so much history um going to graveyards as you travel jamie do you ever do that no but we have a graveyard right down the street that is pretty uh from the back from the revolution and i do know some people who who do that sort of thing and go into the graveyards nearby i have a good friend who who is involved in that and that's pretty fascinating 
Yeah, because it's their stories. It's yeah, and we have to. And, and the graveyards need support, just like our parks and public lands. They need support yeah. to stay open and and uh, to preserve. So, thank you all again. I want to go back and give everyone a shout out. Uh, we've got Linda Ballou. She was on the show earlier. Is LindaBalouAuthor.com and LostAngelAdventures.com. All the links are in the show notes for everyone, including our Christmas and winter music playlist keep up with joe at haveglasswilltravel.com i think we talked about that joe <laughs> and also recipes travelculture.com keep up with katie at katiewalls.com for her book so it's k-a-t-y-walls.com and so february people need to be aware for the music book coming out which mm-hmm. we're excited about katie uh really really excited about and then for travels, go to AmericanRoads.net. And Jamie, I am lost and am found, and excuse me, I am lost and found.com. Keep up with her adventures around the world uh, at that website. And thank you all and happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. holidays. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Thanks for listening to Big Blend Radio's Big Weekly Blend Podcast. You can keep up with our shows at BigBlendRadio.com. And if you want to get our Big Weekly Blend magazine, just sign up for our newsletter at BlendRadioAndTV.com.